It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 317 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Wrath. It is July 23rd, 2021, and this is Jen. This is not the episode I wanted to make this week, but it is the episode that needs to be made. I'm going to be talking about the lawsuit against Blizzard Entertainment and Activision and mentioning some but not all of the things in it, so consider this your trauma warning. If this is too much for you, don't put yourself through hearing it. In addition to talking about the lawsuit, I'm going to be including some comments from people that are part of Blizzard Entertainment or have a title. I will not be repeating anybody's statements on Twitter who have mentioned that something had happened to them or that they've seen it uh, or that someone they know talked to them about it because I feel like that's really personal. So I'm just going into the stuff that people posted under, you know, titles and you know, high ups sort of in, in the video game companies. And we'll just get started from there. Now, obviously I called this wrath because I'm really ticked off about this kind of behavior and it should never happen to anyone at all whatsoever. I'll get into that a little bit more. To start off with, this lawsuit was filed by the Depart- the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. It's an agency of the state of California. It's an official thing. It's not just some group of lawyers. It's an official thing. And they're described as the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, DFEH, to acronym, is the institutional centerpiece of California's broad anti-discrimination and hate crimes policy. They've been doing this for decades, and they are at the forefront of protecting civil rights in California since its inception. Today, the DFEH is the largest state civil rights agency in the country. Now, if you don't live in California, I have no idea if your state has one of these, but we do. And Blizzard Entertainment and Activision... Activision Blizzard, the whole deal, they're located in California, so that's why the DEFH, I'm going to mess that up, that's why the Department of Fair Employment and Housing is allowed to enter this lawsuit against them. They have jurisdiction, sort of. Not like a court would, but like this this is who you go to to get this kind of lawsuit happening. Or they go to you, depending on it. So... I'm going to go over a little bit of what's in the the lawsuit, and um, it's not pretty. Some of you have probably seen some of this online, but this is the part where I talk about the lawsuit. So if this is more than you can handle, go play Season 24, kill a bunch of stuff, feel better if you can. Um, If not, if you're you're able to handle this, this is some of what has happened. It starts by describing who Activision Blizzard are. We already know this, but a judge might not. So here's part of it. Unlike its customer base of increasingly diverse players, defendants' workforce is only about 20% women. Its top leadership is also exclusively male and white. 
The CEO and president roles are now and always have been held by white men. Very few women ever reach top roles at the company. The women who do reach higher roles earn less salary, incentive pay, and total compensation than their male peers, as evidenced in the defendant's own records. And there's some details on who's had those titles and how much money was given to them. And that's not good to begin with. That's that's something that, that on its own, this department in California could go after. But obviously, as you may know, there's more. Here's a paragraph. Defendants have also fostered a pervasive, quote, frat boy, end quote, workplace culture that continues to thrive. In the office, women are subjected to, quote, cube crawls, end quote, in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they, quote, crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Male employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while deleting their, sorry, delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. Surprisingly, defendants, quote, frat boy, end quote, culture is a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. Female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances by their male co-workers and supervisors and being groped at the, quote, cube crawls, end quote, and other company events. High-ranking executives and creators engaged in blatant sexual harassment without repercussions. In a particularly tragic example, a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who brought butt plugs and lubricant with him on the trip. Somewhere later in this lawsuit, it indicates that perhaps they had a relationship of some kind. Defendants continuously condone the quid pro quo and hostile work environment. This message is not lost on their employees. And then the next part, it's human resources failing, basically. Uh, An internal investigation into the human resource unit noted that there was a big lack of trust and that HR was not held in high regard. Unsurprisingly, employees' complaints were treated in a perfunctory and dismissive manner and not kept confidential, which is absolutely illegal or should be. I'm figuring California probably has laws against that, but I don't, I don't know for sure. But can you imagine though, like having to experience some of this garbage that your fellow coworkers and possibly superiors did to you or did to people that were around you that did this to women and then have to go to HR and say, Hey, this is a problem. This is what happened. This is who did it. I don't like this. This isn't allowed. I want this to stop and then have that spread across the company. I mean, that's going to lead to all kinds of problems. And apparently that's what was being done according to this lawsuit. There's a lot of description in here um, about why they're allowed to bring this lawsuit, which is pretty typical of any lawsuit. If I read a lot of them for various reasons. And this is establishing that the video game companies are all in California. And so, you know, you can, in fact, get sued by the DFEH because of things like this. I'm going to go through part of some things that maybe are easier to hear, and then I'll decide if I want to read out the parts that are not as easy to hear. So there's some factual allegations in here, 
and that is this. Defendants have engaged in and continue to perpetrate discriminatory practices regarding pay, assignment, promotion, and other terms and conditions of employment, which negatively affect and impact female employees. These discriminatory practices began at higher when women were offered lower compensation and less lucrative job assignments and opportunities than their male counterparts. Defendants said female employees significantly uh, start less, they have less starting pay than their male counterparts at higher. This pattern and or practice of violation were continuing. The pay disparity continued throughout employment for female employees. Defe- defendants paid female employees significantly less. Th- I, I think this is a, it's almost like they're saying the same thing twice in this lawsuit. Women were also afforded less stock and incentive pay opportunities. Female employees were overwhelmingly assigned into lower grades slash levels without stock and incentive pay opportunities or less opportunities. Female employees also received less stock and incentive compensation than male employees. This pattern or practice and violations were continuing. Women were steered into the lower levels of defendants' hierarchy and often had to work harder and and longer to earn a promotional and other opportunities as their male counterparts. As an example, a female employee working for Blizzard Entertainment was assigned a lower-level role, denied equal pay, and subsequently sought a promotion because she had been carrying out duties exceeding her job description. She was repeatedly told it was not her turn, and others deserved a promotion ahead of her. Ultimately, the employee was promoted after three years, while her male counterpart was promoted within a year of his hire, despite having started several months after her. But it wasn't her turn, apparently. Her male counterpart was also assigned leadership responsibilities, which she did not, she was not afforded responsibilities, which furthered the male employee's ability to get promoted. In another example, a female employee who worked at Blizzard Entertainment was assigned to a lower level, denied equal, equal pay and passed over for a promotion, despite multiple factors that suggested she earned it. One, highly rated performance reviews. Two, she generated significantly more revenue in her marketing campaigns than her male counterpart. Three, she ran almost twice as many campaigns as her male counterpart. Despite her accomplishments, her male counterpart was invited to have monthly or weekly one-on-one meetings with the vice president. She was not afforded these same opportunities and unsurprisingly was passed over for a promotion in favor of her male counterpart. Similarly, other female employees at Blizzard Entertainment were assigned to lower level roles, denied equal pay, and further delayed or or passed over for promotions in fail of male counterparts who lacked the same experience or qualifications, but who were friends with the male head of the unit. A newly promoted male supervisor delegated his responsibilities to his now female subordinates in favor of playing Call of Duty. He just sat there and played video games, didn't do any work, but he'd been promoted as a supervisor. That's what happened in there. Other male supervisors would refuse to communicate with female employees going to their male counterparts for information. Female employees at Activision Publishing. So now we're getting into the Activision part, as you can tell, because that's Call of Duty. We're also assigned to lower level roles, denied equal pay, and delayed or passed over for promotions of their male counterparts. As an example, a female human resources employee at Activision Publishing was delayed and passed over for a promotion despite receiving positive performance reviews during substantial more work than her male counterpart and taking over the actual responsibilities of the departing person. Female accounting employees at Activision Publishing likewise note that male counterparts were paid significantly more than them despite doing the same or less work and having less responsibilities. Female employees were also not promoted because of defendants' discriminatory practices against 
pregnant female employees. A female employee working on one game team had assumed some of the responsibilities of a manager, but when she asked her male supervisor about being fairly fairly paid for the work she was actually doing and promoted into that position, the manager commented that they could not risk promoting her as she might like she might get pregnant and like being a mom too much. In general, female employees were further treated negatively due to their pregnancies. Supervisors ignored medical restrictions given to female employees and gave them negative evaluations while they were out on maternity leave. Other female employees reported that they were criticized for leaving to pick up their children from daycare while their male counterparts were playing video games. And female employees were kicked out of lactation rooms so employees could use the room for meetings. Now, I don't know if your state, wherever you live, or your country, wherever you're listening to this from, have lactation rooms, but what this is, it's really a big deal in California to have these. And basically, if you are a mom who has just given birth and you are intending to nurse your child, you need to use a device to allow you to enable that to get to your child when you're done with work. Let's put it that way. And you need a room for that because it takes a little while and that's not something you could just do in a cubicle, okay? So to kick people out, to kick lactating women out of the lactation room, which is what it's for, so that you could, you know, so the male employees could use the room for meetings, this just makes me want to scream. I'm not going to scream into your ears here on this episode, but seriously, this is terrible. It gets worse. In many ways, there's a whole paragraph here. Uh, Women of color were particularly vulnerable targets of defendants' discriminatory practices. An African-American employee noted that it took her two years to be made into a permanent employee, while men hired after her were made permanent employees. She also was micromanaged such that her male co-workers were known to be playing video games. That keeps coming up. I'm getting the impression that there were a lot of guys working for uh, Activision Blizzard that just played video games all day and got paid higher than these women that were doing all their work, and that sucks. But her supervisor would call and check on her if she took a break to go on a walk. Other African-American employee, uh, another African-American employee who worked on information technology was similarly micromanaged by her manager, unlike the men on her team. When she requested time off of work, her manager made her write up a one-page summary of how she would spend that time off of work when no one else had to do any write-up. The male supervisor also criticized her body language despite male counterparts slouching in meetings, and she was scolded for asking for assistance while others could get help on similar tasks without the same criticism. These experiences led female employees to leave their employment with defendants. And it goes on from here, talking about um, the pay gap between male and female employees in Blizzard, Activision, Activision, Blizzard, whatever. And then we get to the part that people have been saying is hard to read. And it starts on page 14 and goes through page 15. Uh, Some of this has already been mentioned. It talks about the cube crawls. It talks about frat boy culture. It gets a bit more in depth, but I am going to read part of this because I think there are people who are assuming, for the most part, that this was probably just Activision because Call of Duty is known for being incredibly toxic. And, of course, maybe you would assume that their workplace environment would be toxic because that's kind of what they're doing but that's not necessarily the case some of it is happening in activision and some of it is happening in blizzard i'm going to read a small portion of this on page 14 
As a product of this, quote, frat boy culture, women were subjected to numerous sexual comments and advances, groping and unwanted physical touching and other forms of harassment. A female employee noted that random male employees would approach her on defendant's work site and comment on her breasts. So that's what she was experiencing at work. That's what was happening to her. Female employees working for the World of Warcraft team noted that male employees and supervisors would hit on them, make derogatory comments about rape, and otherwise engage in demeaning behavior. This behavior was known to supervisors and indeed encouraged by them, including a male supervisor openly encouraging a male subordinate to, quote, buy, end quote, a prostitute to cure his bad mood, which is all kinds of awful and icky and illegal and just uh, you know I mean if you're not angry yet you're not listening then they go into a guy specifically named this is the only named person I've seen in this lawsuit and it's uh, a blatant okay I'm just going to read it in a blatant example of defendants refusal to deal with a harasser because of his seniority slash position Alex Afrasiabi, I am not sure how to pronounce that, so I'm just going to say Alex from here on out. The former senior creative director of World of Warcraft, former, which means he's not there now, I would hope, um, at Blizzard Entertainment was permitted to engage in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions. During a company event, and they mean BlizzCon, Alex would hit on female employees, telling them he wanted to marry them, attempting to kiss them, and putting his arms around them. This was in plain view of other male employees, including supervisors, who had to intervene and pull him off female employees. Alex was so known to engage in harassment of female em- of females that his suite was nicknamed the, the lawsuit says Crosby suite, but I think they meant... They continues to say after alleged rapist Bill Crosby. So I think it's a typo. They're talking about Bill Cosby. This guy was doing so much egregious, horrible things to the women that he worked with that his suite was called the, the Cosby suite. And as you know, Bill Cosby was in jail for quite some time for doping women and abusing them sexually. I think he's been let out now. I don't know about that. But imagine like working in a workplace where there is an entire suite named after someone who went to jail for rape and sexual harassment and sexual abuse. There's a suite of that in the company you work for and no one's doing anything like that would just have me irate. And I just, I cannot imagine how people put up with that at all and knew about it, knew about it and did nothing, nothing at all. And it's just, you know, There's a part in here. Uh, Alex's conduct was known to Blizzard Entertainment executives who took no effective remedial measures. J. Allen Brack, president of Blizzard Entertainment, allegedly had multiple conversations with Alex about his drinking and that he had been, quote, too friendly, end quote, toward female employees at company events, but gave Alex a slap on the wrist, i.e. verbal counseling, in response to these incidents. Subsequently, Alex continued to make unwanted advances toward female employees, including grabbing a former employee female grabbing a female employee's hand and inviting her to his hotel room and groping another woman and then there's a talk about a woman that actually committed suicide uh after pictures of her that you shouldn't pass around were passed around things like that um it's just this is what's going on this is what's been going on in blizzard entertainment and assumingly some of this is activision as well and it's disturbing and it's disappointing. It's really hard to 
look at these companies the same way after knowing that this occurred. This isn't just a frivolous lawsuit. This is from one of the like big government type things in California. They spent, what I'm hearing is they spent like two years looking at this stuff and making sure that they had everything correct. This isn't on a whim. This isn't because they're mad at you know video games. This isn't anything about that. This is them doing what their job specifically is. And to hear all this stuff from companies whose games you and I have played for years is disturbing. And I don't really know how to handle that entirely. I really don't. It's, I, I don't have the words for it, which is why I'm reading everybody else's, you know? So there's also, IGN has some stuff here, and they pulled it from Bloomberg, some of the lawsuit stuff that I just read. And then I guess a, an Activision Blizzard spokesperson who was not named in the IGN article sent the following statement in response to the allegations. So the thing I just read you with the lawsuit, this is the allegations from an unnamed Blizzard, Activision Blizzard person. This person wrote, We value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone. There is no place in our company or industry or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. We take every allegation seriously and investigate all claims. In cases related to misconduct, action was taken to address the issue. Kind of hard to hear that. It kind of sounds like it wasn't, and that's why the lawsuit got this far. But I'll continue reading the statement. The DFEH includes distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past. We have been extremely cooperative with the DFEH throughout their investigation, including providing them with extensive data and ample documentation, but they refused to inform us of what issues they perceived. They were required by law to adequately investigate and to have good faith discussions with us to better understand and to resolve any claims or concerns before going to litigation, but they failed to do so. Instead, they rushed to file an inaccurate complaint, as we will demonstrate in court. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard to her grieving family. Okay, Blizzard. That's a bit much. Okay, we know the DFEH does its work before. It does, it, like It was like two years investigation is from what I'm understanding of this and these people are professionals at this they know what they're doing they're not making shit up okay they're not distorting things this is the information they gathered so i'm kind of like i don't know who wrote this because they've left themselves anonymous but this is this is inadequate this is an inadequate response to this goes on from there you know you're worried about the employees grieving family but you're not worried about everyone and all the women that were harassed and abused under your power to stop it, whoever you are, you know. I hope this was written by someone who had the power to stop it so that someday we can find out who it is and name and shame them. But, I mean, I kind of feel like this isn't enough. This is not enough, you know, to respond to this. This is terrible. To deny all of that? I mean, that's just... I don't. I can't believe that they... I believe that they did this. It's sitting here in print. But good Lord, do better, Blizzard, you know. Whoever this was... To continue, it is uh, this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. Well, that's, that's a thing. I'm starting to believe that perhaps the person that wrote this, who did not give their name, is someone who doesn't like the California government for whatever reason. Maybe they feel like it's not representing them, or maybe they are one of the people who just 
it's a lot of Democrats, right? So I think maybe whoever wrote this is not a Democrat and is pissed off about it. To throw that in here, that's like, let's attack the the group that did the investigation and not look at what Blizzard didn't bother to do. And that's, you know, and but running the state's best businesses out of California is inaccurate. That's been debunked. I'm not going to dig it up right now, but throwing that in there, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to say that the big, co- you know, the big organization that's in charge of, you know, looking over these things didn't do it right. And we're going to try to sidestep you by saying, oh, this is about why, you know, big companies are leaving California. Big companies leaving California have nothing to do this, to do with this at all whatsoever at all. And it goes on from there. Uh, the picture that DFEH paints is not the blizzard workplace of today. Well, no kidding. They spent two years working on this, okay? I mean, you know, and I don't even know if that's true, if it's not what Blizzard is doing today. I don't know that. Over the past several years and continuing since the initial investigation started, we've made significant changes to address company culture and reflect more diversity within our leadership teams. We've updated our code of conduct to emphasize a strict non-retaliation focus. What does that mean? (laughs) Exactly. I'm not sure. Uh, Amplified internal programs and channels for employees to report violations, including the ASK list with confidential integrity hotline and introduced an employee relations team dedicated to investigating employee concerns. We have strengthened our commitment to diversity, equity and inclusion and combined our employee networks at a global level to provide additional support. Employees must also undergo regular anti-harassment training and have done so for many years. Now, If this is true, and they have done regular anti-harassment training and have done this for so many years, please explain why this shit was still going on. You know? I mean... And it just goes on from there, but I don't care anymore about what it says, so I'm going to stop with that one. Somebody's got a statement. I think that was the statement I saw. Um, There's also a statement. Is it a statement? Okay. Uh... Let's go to a tweet. There's a tweet from a thread of short thread of tweets from someone named Jason Shearer, who is a verified account, and he's a reporter for Bloomberg who wrote about this initially. He's got two tweets here. One of them, he describes a screenshot this way. Blizzard President J. Allen Brack sent out an email to staff last night addressing the allegations from this week's explosive lawsuit, calling them, quote, extremely troubling and saying that he'd be, quote, meeting with many of you to answer questions and discuss how we can move forward. Here's the screenshot. Okay, it says, hello, Blizzard. I personally have a lot of emotions coming out of yesterday, and I know you do, too. The allegations and the hurt of current and former employees are extremely troubling. I know that many of you would like to receive more clarity. While I can't comment on the specifics of the case as it's an open investigation. What I can say is that the behavior detailed in the allegations is completely unacceptable. It goes with saying that it it is completely unacceptable for anyone in the company to face discrimination or harassment. It goes with saying that everyone should feel safe working here, whether we are on campus at BlizzCon or working from home. It goes with saying it takes courage to come forward. And all claims brought to the company are investigated by internal and when needed external investigators. We take these claims very seriously. Claims can be made without fear of retaliation and many times I attend to them personally along with our other leaders. Stepping back, when I talked with Bobby, that's Bobby Kotek, I think he's the CEO if I remember correctly, about taking this job, one of the first things I mentioned was a revered saint of the the BRAC uh, 
J. Allen Brack. Household, Gloria Steinem. Growing up, the value of women as equals, understanding the work that has been done for equal treatment and the fact that there was still much to do were common themes. This is just one of the reasons why the fight for equality is incredibly important to me. People with different backgrounds, views, and experiences are essential for Blizzard, our teams, and our player community. I disdain, quote, bro culture, end quote, and have spent my career fighting against it. Iterating on our culture with the same intensity that we bring to our games is imperative, with our values acting as our North Star. This is some of the most important work we do, both as professionals and human beings. A company is more than a legal construct that exists as a, pl- a piece of paper in a filing cabinet in Delaware. The people that work at the company make it what it is through their actions and creations. Each of us plays a role in maintaining a place of safety for one another, one another, and it is also up to each of us to continue to craft the blizzard we want and commit to doing our part in keeping Blizzard great, but always aspiring for more. The leadership team and I will be meeting with many of you to answer questions and discuss how we can move forward. In the meantime, I want you to know that you can talk to any manager, any HR partner, any member of the legal team, or to any one of the executive team, including Hey Jay. And if you feel more comfortable talking to someone outside of Blizzard or prefer to be anonymous, you can contact the Way to Play Integrity Line phone number redacted. I feel angry, sad, and a host of other emotions, but I also feel grateful to work alongside a set of leaders and thousands of employees who join me in their commitment to continuous improvement. Thank you, Blizzard uh, J-A-B. Okay, so he wrote that. And then this is where things get weirder. Jason Shearer also said that Activision Blizzard executive Fran Townsend who was the Homeland Security Advisor to George W. Bush from 2004 to 2007 and joined Activision in March, sent out a very different kind of email that has some Blizzard employees fuming. This is what Fran wrote. Everyone, as the executive sponsor of the ABK Employee Women's Network and our chief compliance officer, I wanted to reach out to you. I know this has been difficult for many of us. A recently filed lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old, and out-of-context stories, some from more than a decade ago. The Activision companies of today, the Activision companies that I know, are great companies with good values. When I joined the executive leadership team, I was certain that I was joining a company where I would be valued, treated with respect, and provided opportunities equal to those afforded to the men of the company. For me, this has been true during my time. As a leader, I am committed to making sure that the experience we have is the same as the rest of the organization. We have a leadership team that is committed to these principles in every way. I am proud to be part of a company that takes a hardline approach to inappropriate or hostile work environments and sexual harassment issues. Our Speak Up campaign reinforces our zero tolerance for retaliation against those who do speak up. We've made significant investments to foster inclusive behaviors and to reflect a greater diversity within our leadership teams, including, and there's a bunch of things that they've, um, they've added in all of this, uh, including one that says continuing to require all employees to take equity and diversity training, including anti-harassment training. And we have done so for many years. And there's some other things in there I'm skipping over because I'm not even sure what some of these things are. It continues, we put tremendous effort into creating fair compensation policies that reflect our commitment to equal opportunity. We review compensation regularly and feel confident that we pay all employees fairly for equal or substantially similar work. We take proactive steps to ensure that pay and advancement are driven by merit. We reward performance. We conduct extensive anti-discrimination trainings. Trainings. They do trainings. 
doesn't mean they're following through, uh, including for those who are part of the compensation process. We work at a company that truly values equity and fairness. Rest assured that leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workplace. We cannot let egregious actions of others and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit. Oh, oh, when you respond to it that way, you got things you're hiding. That's that's what the, that is. Uh, to damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. It goes on from there for a little bit and just says Fran at the bottom. So here we have a tale of two cities, essentially. We have Fran saying everything's fine. This lawsuit is bogus. I'm being treated very well and I'm a woman. And then we have J. Allen Brack saying this makes me really upset. I'm going to talk to you. We're going to uh, figure out... Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk to you. We're going to, or I'm going to, Jay Allen Brack. You know, what was the phrase? Let me go back to that for a minute. Uh, I can't see where it is in there. But basically, uh, he's upset. He's upset by what he heard was going on in Blizzard. Very upset. He's got all these emotions about it. He's, you know, he's emphasizing it's completely unacceptable for those things to happen and that they're going to do things. And he really cares about the people. And then you've got Fran going, well, I got mine. I don't care what happens to anyone else. I'm going to make a little story here that sounds nice. But it doesn't sound nice. It sounds like she doesn't care. There's a difference between saying this lawsuit was started a while back, so some of this has changed, and saying all of this is just not true. Don't listen. There's a huge difference, which makes me wonder what's going on over in Activision, Fran, that you're not talking about. You know, it's kind of, who do you believe? Um, you know, I don't believe Fran. I don't know who she is. She doesn't sound like she's being very, she doesn't like empathize with women who have gone through some of this, you know, at all. And I mean, you've got J. Allen Brack bringing up Gloria Steinem, you know, who's very much about women's rights and has been for a long time, you know. Um, I believe she's a lawyer, you know, that also brings lawsuits, if I'm right about that. So this is just confusing in so many ways. And I don't even know what to say with that. And other people have things that they say they had things to say about it. And I'll put some of their tweets that I thought were especially good that were written by people who have titles in Blizzard. I'll put those into the show notes. You can read those if you care to, instead of just paraphrasing their words and all of that. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. There's, um, there's also a lot of news articles about this, and I'll be throwing all of those into the, into the show notes as well because you, know, you can read what you want. I'm going to read you a headline from PC Gamer. Activision Blizzard executives can't decide whether allegations of abuse are, quote, disturbing or, quote, meritless. And that's basically what I read to you. You know, it's just... Oh, boy, people. Oh, boy. Now, there is um, a statement also made by a joint statement of the moderators regarding sexual harassment at Activision Blizzard. This is on Reddit, and it's from the moderators of r slash WoW, r slash Overwatch, r slash Hearthstone, StarCraft, Heroes of the Storm, Diablo, Warcraft 3, Classic WoW, WoW Economy, Competitive Hearthstone, Blizzard, and WC3, and I'll stick that in the notes as well. Um, I'm going to read you a tiny piece. We stand by the victims of this situation, and we hope that this lawsuit is resolved in such a way that justice is met for those who deserve it. I'll let you read the rest for yourself. 
uh, Girls Gone Wow set out a statement. Instead of doing um, a podcast, they're going to have, you know, I'll just read you part of this. We believe them. We believe all the women at Blizzard who've come forward and those who can't or those that can't. We believe all the women in the wider gaming industry, the tech sector and beyond. We believe them all. We are disgusted by the details of the lawsuit published on July 21st, 2021 and the firsthand accounts across Twitter from women harassed and victimized at Blizzard and across the industry. We believe you and stand with you all. We want to say we're surprised, but honestly, we're not. Disgusted, upset, angry, but not surprised. This isn't even the first time we've had this conversation. Just over a year ago, when the last round of atrocious behavior towards women in gaming came to light, on that occasion, inside elite team raids, raid teams rather than Blizzard, but it's the same problem. We spoke at length about this. We laid our souls bare, spoke to our personal experiences of sexual violence, and discussed what needs to change going forward. There's a link to that episode. So what they're doing is um you know offering a safe space for people to talk about this on their discord so if you want to do that they might be doing that. i'm not sure exactly when they're doing that i've seen people i've been i've been reading these on twitter and i'm not gonna repeat anybody's trauma for them because i don't feel like i have a right to do that but i've seen people speak out saying well we should all just boycott. We should just get rid of all of our games and not buy anything from these companies ever again and go play different games instead. And this is horrible and I'm never coming back and these kinds of things. And if that's how you feel, then do it. That's you do you. Okay. But what's going to result from that is if those companies get less revenue, they're going to start firing people. And it's not going to be the people who caused this problem. It may in fact be some of the people who were affected by this problem, who were harassed, who were uh, all of this, you know, and that's going to lose people jobs. And I don't feel like this horrible, horrible thing that's going on in, in Activision Blizzard. I don't feel like the people who had really honestly had nothing to do with it or that were the targets of this behavior. I don't feel like they should lose their jobs because people stop buying Blizzard stuff. You know what I mean? I, I've been to some BlizzCons. I had fun at BlizzCons, mostly hanging out with friends and stuff like that. And But am I going to want to go to another one? I don't know. You know, if, if I meet people who work for Blizzard at a BlizzCon, I'm going to wonder in the back of my mind, are you one of the guys that did this? Or are you one of the guys that stood by and said nothing? And it's hard to get that out of my head because, you know, I've been through some shit. I've never worked for a video gaming company. But once you've had that trauma, it doesn't go away. And it makes you more hesitant to trust people especially when there's a lawsuit against the companies they work for and things like that. So, I mean, it's it's going to be tough for a while. And what I would like to see, here's what I'd like to see if Blizzard is listening, if Activision is listening. This is what I'd like to see happen, okay? I want a list of the people that got fired and exactly what they did. I want to know that because what happens, uh, this is going to get a bit controversial, but what happens when you have an abuser in a company or in an environment and you fire them, but don't let it be known. And you never talk about what they actually did. They're going to go to another company and they're going to do the same thing. We've seen this in other companies where that happens, where an abuser just gets passed around. This has actually happened with the Catholic church. That's not a secret either, where some of the priests were doing bad things to kids and the, uh, you know, they just get sent to a different parish and nobody says anything and the cycle of abuse continues. So if Blizzard and Activision are really going to do this and they're really going to fire people who did these horrible things, they need to name and shame them publicly. Send out a bunch of tweets. Send out a thing on your website. 
something. Let it be known so that other people who are in the position to hire people for gaming companies don't get stuck with those people and don't put their employees in danger from those people. Do that. You also need to get the alcohol out of the workplace. Because I think if people were sober, you'd have less of those shenanigans. You know, I'm not against drinking. I drink. I can drink quite a lot and be quite happy doing it. But I don't do it at work, you know. And most of you don't do that at work. So why the hell are, like, these, you know, guys who are playing video games all day instead of working, drinking and harassing women? I mean, get the alcohol out of there. There's Why do you have this there? It doesn't make any damn sense at all whatsoever. And I'd like to see, in addition, these companies make restitution to the women that should have been promoted years ago and give them the full amount of the salary they should have had and give them whatever the stock amount was they should have had based on what they were doing. You know, hire them, make them a more prominent position because it sounds like these ladies deserved a hell of a lot more than what they were getting. And that's where I'm going to end this. So that's my wrath. That's my rant. I haven't done a rant on a podcast in a very long time, but this was needed. And that's the end of the show. You've been listening to episode 317 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also come join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. I'm sure as I'm reading this right now, some people are actually playing the game, playing Diablo 3 and season 24 through the through the Discord. Uh, you can find the invit invitation link to Discord on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. And this was a tough one. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. <laughs>